You're listening to the Paranormal Peeps on the Darkcast Network. Come to the dark side of indie podcasts with the Darkcast Network. We have cookies. Between the realm of the dead and the journeys of the living, join Josh, Jamie, and Elisa as they delve into the vast world of the paranormal and breathe life back into the history of the departed. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Paranormal Peeps podcast. And uh, we have a great, wonderful guest today. And before we invite or introduce them, I got my lovely wife, Jamie, with me. Hi. <laughs> and Elisa is sadly unavailable today. Yeah. <laughs> so. Again. Un- un- again. Unfortunate <laughs> for her. But we have some uh, wonderful guests from across the pond in England. Uh, we have Junior Paranormal Events. And we've got... Michael and Aubrey yep. in Finlay and Harrison and Olivia. Why don't you all say hi, everybody? Uh, hi. Welcome, guys. Hi. Um, yeah. So before we get on to the fun questions of, you know, the scariest thing or the funnest thing you guys have done, um, Michael, can you tell us a little bit about Junior Paranormal Events and kind of why you guys got started? Yeah. So we got started basically because of our two children, Aubrey and Finley, we would go on paranormal events ourselves and they would be really inquisitive about it and asking lots of questions. But the one main question that they kept asking was, when can we go on events? And we thought, okay, we'll look into that. As far as we're aware, we couldn't see anything or maybe we just weren't looking hard enough. So we looked ourselves, couldn't find anything, but then kind of looked at it and went, well, why can't we do that for our children and other, there must be other children out there who want what our children want. And Gemma has a background in teaching. So it made it quite um, possible for us to be able to put an educational experience with a paranormal experience. So we set, set ourselves up about 14 months ago and we just grown from that. And it's, uh, yeah pretty amazing to be honest what we've done and what we feel we've managed to achieve with these young adults so how many kids did you guys start with when you guys first started how many kids did you guys have so our first event we invited we did it like an invite only and i think we had about 10 local about 10 8 10 local children they come with their adults so we make sure that they have an adult with them who's responsible for them so they came along as well I think that was our first like event that we did where, say, invite only. And I think our second event we did, we had the same sort of numbers again where some of them came back who came on the first event. And then obviously we've grown through, obviously, getting to know more people, more people seeing what we're doing. So your last event, how many how many kids you guys have now? What, what's so, your total? So our last event we had was quite a big event, actually. I think we had 15 children there's about 30 guests in total wow uh, which is quite a big event what we do try and do we try and limit it to 20 guests but this was yeah it was one of them events that we were we were just looking forward to doing and it did it pushed it quite it's quite a big number which i think was probably a bit too much we felt being there but this is why we try and keep our numbers lower because we feel that we can give a bit more better experience rather than just trying to fill as much as we can with it yeah. Do you guys find you get a lot of uh, repeat people coming yeah. back? Yeah. So we found that we've made a really good community out of it. And out of that community, we've managed to make, managed to, on our first birthday, we had 
junior, we inducted some junior ambassadors, of which there's four of them here with us today. There are two others as well. So we've got six junior ambassadors who are who have been on events with quite a number of events. I couldn't say how. I know our kids have been on everyone. I wouldn't. I don't know how many of you been on, Olivia. Um, I've been on eight, I think. So um, yeah, and then Harrison. He's counting for everybody at home. <laughs> uh, I've been on five. Yeah. So we do get that repeat. The repeat people come back. Yeah. So it is. It is good. And these are what this is. What the this is what it's about for us is these junior ambassadors who are basically helping us produce the next lot of paranormal investigators. Yeah, that's really neat. So. For the junior ambassadors that are, are with us, what was your feelings when you when you found out you're going to become a junior ambassador? Uh, Olivia, do you want to go first? Um, when I was asked to be an ambassador, I was quite excited, really, because it means I can go on more events, and I really enjoy the events. So okay, what about you, Harrison? Um, I think um, when I found out, I'd done two events and I was really enjoying it. And I was asking my mum when the next one was. And she said it's in October. And I got, I was quite annoyed. And then, <laughs> uh, like, I would say, like, two hours later, um, my mum tells me that, um, never mind, you're an ambassador now, so you'll be able to go on more often. And I was really excited and happy because I knew that we had to get to do it more often and do more exciting things instead of having to wait until the next year to do it. Yeah, there's nothing worse than waiting. <laughs> it can be tough, yeah. Um, Aubrey, what about you? Um, I would have to say I did feel happy, but I was already mostly on a breathe, and that we did Wednesday, so... Yeah, you kind of have to come with us, don't you? Because otherwise <laughs> it doesn't make junior paranormal, does it, if you don't come, so yeah. And then what about you, Finlay? Uh, pretty much the same as what Aubrey and Michael said. <laughs> it, it does help when your parents are running it. Yeah. Advantage. Which means I can go on them for free. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you do. I still have to pay. So, yeah, so because of the way we've set it, set the business up, it's, it is a non-profit. So we keep our costs as low as we can to try and help out, obviously, these these young adults coming on it. So, we yeah, so we do keep try and keep costs as low as we can for everybody. So it is affordable for everybody because we understand that, obviously, you're buying two tickets at the end of the day. Yeah. So we do try and keep it to within a similar cost of what it is for one adult on most events oh, over wow. here anyway. So, yeah, we do try. And as I say, we're non-profit. We don't take anything out of it. This isn't our normal jobs. This is just something that we love doing and great to be able to bring it to these adults young adults i should say yeah it, it's really good though to to start teaching the younger generation how to properly do it because there's there's lots of wrong ways to do it and yeah. it's easy to find those because of social media and youtube and everything mm -hmm. else you can find a lot of ways not to investigate properly yes you can find yeah so we do we do practice being safe on it there's certain things we, we won't do, especially like we don't look at doing Ouija boards, table tipping, seances. We keep it on a reactive basis, so touch, sound and smell. We don't do anything that we would feel would put in the minds of other paranormal people at, at putting these children at risk. We're, we're giving them an experience where they can, we believe, do something safely. Yeah, which is always important. 
Well, yeah, it's great because there's so much misinformation out there and especially on the TV shows. Um, yeah, there's those too. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of people take their, you know, their cue from TV shows. And I mean, we've seen it doing what we do as well. Yeah. So it's, it's really great that you're out there and you're, you're teaching, you know, these, these protocols and putting these things in place to pass on to the next generation. That's amazing. So what is your guys' favorite kit to use? So what is like, what is your go-to piece of equipment that you guys love to bring out every time you get to go out and investigate? Who wants to go first? I want to go first. Yeah, you can go first. Okay. Uh, I think mine's a debatable one because I like them all. Um, yeah, you can pick one. You know, <laughs> I like them all. <laughs> yeah. So do you, I so can't like decide which one, but do you just run and grab them all and and not let, let anybody grab any? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> what what uh, so Finley? What's what's the one that you get the most? Um, most responses with uh, probably the cat ball or the teddy bear. Okay, you know we recently got a cat ball or a couple of them and still have gotten nothing, nothing with them. <laughs> no luck. <laughs> so do you get do you do you get a lot of responses? Do the do the do the spirits like to to play with the the cat ball? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. What do you about what about you, Harrison? Um, my glide for me. I just I get every single time I go. I always get instant responses with it. So yeah, that's when we haven't done much. No, well, we have got we've had good responses with the manglades before yeah. though. Yeah. We just don't generally carry them. <laughs> All right, Aubrey, what about you? Mine would have to be um, Maglite 2, but I haven't really got loads of responses. It's more the teddy bear I have got more responses to. Okay. That's like the boo bear, right? Where it's got the little sensors and it lights up? Yeah. 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 That's another one we don't have. No, I mean, you know, we got we got a lot of toys, so. We do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Olivia, what about you? Um, mine is probably the Maglite torch as well. Because that's the one that we've had the most like interaction with. Okay, well, it makes sense because like once it lights up, everybody knows it's dark, and then all of a sudden there's light, and so you mm-hmm. know that the, you're getting a good response from it. So that always makes it nice. What about you, Michael? So obviously we have the usual stuff, but we were—I'm surprised Finley didn't say the, he's got a motion box that we have, and it's basically the best way to describe it is it. Looks like car sensors, you know, for your reversing on the bumpers of your car. And it's a bit like that and picks up supposed motion in a room. And we had it out when we were doing our sleepover last week. And it was going up. It was going up all night. And I mean, to a point of view where we moved it and it stopped going off. We moved it out of the room and it never went off for about 10, 15 minutes. And then we put it back in the room, in this room again, and it was going off again to a point where we never slept because it was just constant <laughs> like it, it was it was so it was random yeah. not like you could time it but it was just it, it's it's a strange sort of response it's like they like the noise of knowing you knowing that they're there but you, it never seems to be a question response it seems to be a when you're ignoring response okay like you just amongst yourself and all of a sudden it'll be and then you ask questions and it goes quiet. <laughs> so you mentioned your office. Where is your office located and how old is your office? So do you want to go with this one? <laughs> do you remember? 
I know that our office at Champness Hall, but I don't yeah. know the age of our office. So the office is over 100 years old, the actual building. Before that, it was a it was a church, and then it's had other, been knocked down and had other stuff built on top of it, and it is like a giant auditorium, no, I can't. you can go and watch shows and stuff there. And it's been up since, like, World War One. It was used as, like, a radio play sort of place where people would give out broadcasts and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so it's in it's Champness Hall in Rochdale. It's, it is a remarkable building. It looks really small from the front and the back. You wouldn't know when you go in. It just seems to open up further and further and further, whichever way you go into it. It is a really, it's a fun building to be in. That just wow. sounds amazing. <laughs> I want to go. <laughs> so... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I think every time we... It's good because the kids always want to come in when we're going in. So they get... It's it's nice that we get to enjoy it that way. But then we can also bring it to everybody else as well as a, as a venue that they can come and invest in. Yeah, that's really neat. I don't think we have anything like that here. Uh, No. No. <laughs> no. We don't yeah. have anything like that in Utah, for sure. No. <laughs> so we're a pretty young state um, as far as the, the United States go. The one thing we do have that uh, other states don't have is we were part of the gold rush and we were uh, the point, a uh, prominent point where the two transcontinental railroads met. So the states got that going for it. Um, everybody going to and from the gold fields in, in California had to come through Utah. So we have lots of history that way, lots of of mining and all of the stuff that goes along with those, those experiences, but nothing, nothing quite like that. No. Mm -mm. Oh, it's like, it's like, I know all the, I'm sure all you guys run the event, but it's like oh, less than an hour away from what well, was anyway, is we did an event at Soundbury Hall, which is like over 700 years old, the building and the amount of history that that has and wow. stuff. And we had, I think some of you had quite, impressive things happen yeah olivia can vouch for it as well can't you <laughs> yeah so basically when we were going down a long corridor there's big heavy doors at either end and the only reason they'll shut is if the fire alarm goes off and they both slammed at the same time and they nearly hit one of us on the way out oh wow that's a little yeah. startling <laughs> yeah. but exciting at the same time <laughs> yeah it was, it was weird. Wow. Did you get it on film or anything? No. No? Uh, no, I don't think anyone's recording. No. no. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so that's one thing we try not do is not have them all looking at cameras mm -hmm. and stuff like that. We try and make sure everybody's engaged because right. obviously we're all there for the same thing and looking at a camera screen, we try and detract away from that. Yeah, and you could possibly and miss what's um, going on. Yeah, but filming, we try and just not have people staring at phones. So most of the stuff that we do catches like personal experiences that everybody has. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great focus to have, really. Yeah, live uh, in the moment. Live in the moment. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, speaking of those personal experiences, what has been the most memorable experience that you guys have had? Ariston? Um, there's quite a few. Um, last, was it last week or the week before? Um, me and Aubrey were we were in um it was Mill Street Barracks and we were in a like a I would say it was like a a room with like bunk beds and 
we were just we we just set the equipment up and then the mag light went off the and the teddy bear went off at the same time and then as we were asking it questions we had six people we had two year old boy um and we just kept every single time the the mag light all the teddy bears kept on going off um, and that was a really good one it's probably the best one i've had and that was just recently wow yeah that's yeah, cool that's awesome <laughs> all right olivia on my first event in Champness Hall, so it's kind of like a theatre, the room that we were in, and I was sat on one of the seats high up next to the stage, and I was sat next to my mum and someone else, and then everyone that was, like, stood down at below was, like, taking pictures, and they caught what looks like a nun sat behind us. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's neat. Cool. And- yeah, so... Yeah, so we know the hall had, um, because of its church connections, we do believe that there was, like, nuns who would have been in that area. So it did, yeah, it is a very strange photograph we have captured. Yeah, would would the nuns have used the auditorium? So we know that in that area, they might not necessarily use the auditorium, but there has been reports of a nun scene around the rest of the building as well. So it seems more it's it's free roaming to what the building is necessarily now rather than like a ghost that would just be part of whatever was there before. It seems like, yeah, they've been seen, yeah, seen and spoken to before in different parts of the building. That's really neat. That's yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> to, a, to a point, as a quick example, with as men, we've had to leave an area, yeah. so the, the women and the women can can interact. So we were getting nothing. We asked, should we leave? The mag light came on, so all the men left. And then I don't know what experience you guys were having. You can probably explain it over after all, we left. All the adults were just grouped up together like penguins. But <laughs> me, Olivia, and the other ambassador called Kate. Um, we were both spreaded out and we was getting quite some interaction, but we were getting quite some stuff, but all the pe- parents were just huddled up down the other end of the corridor, so it was quite hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Make the adults leave and let the kids have their fun. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, uh, Finlay, what about you? Mine's probably at um, Salmsbury Hall when we were playing hide-and-seek with a, a little child. So how does that work? How do you play hide-and-seek with the spirit that can run away from, that can that's essentially invisible to your eyes? <laughs> um, so we'd say to them, we'd count to five, then they'll switch the mag light off, and then we'll have to guess where they were, and then once we found where we were, we heard run to go and switch the mag light back on. Oh, wow. Okay, that's interesting. I like that. It's a different so way we to do like it. So we were like guessing yeah. places in the room, and then the torch turned on when we guessed the right place. Basically, yeah. that's, that's really cool. neat. I like that. And you, and do you think it was like how how young did the, of a spirit do you think it was? Only about four or five. Okay, about the right age for hide and hide and seek. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm an adult, and I'll, I'll play hide and seek. So. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. You will. Um, I will. <laughs> All right, Aubrey, what about you? Mine will have to be 
Uh, um, Mill Street. Mill Street, and um, and was in this really big um, like hall thing where like people would have like been there, and there was a there was this other where you would go up these stairs and there would be the step thing, and that used to be a children's hospital, and it was actually quite quite spooky because you were you would hear noises, and when we was when we were all grouped up on the on the down floor, and um, people said that they saw like a figure in one of the windows. Yeah. So it was quite spooky, and people getting loads of interaction, like teddy bears going up and everything else going up. So pretty cool. That's neat. So is is that a is that place was it was it just a children's hospital? Was it was it's at the moment it's like uh, it was it's an old army barracks so it's mill street barracks in st helens and we've, we've collaborated with access paranormal who are in there a lot they use the building themselves and it's a it's an old army training base it's a sea cadet it was sea sea cadets okay. and at one point when there was I'm not sure when exactly, but they used part of the upper level in the main hall as like um, a children's war ward hospital when the main hospitals were overflowing i'm not sure exactly the year but yeah so it was used as as as, yeah as a hospital while there used to be beds up there and everything at one point we got photos of that which look really creepy to be honest yeah (laughs) how how old is mill street barracks is that is that pretty old as well um I would say he said he's the building itself. I think uh, again, nearly like a hundred years old with different parts of it. But obviously, there's bits that have been added on throughout it. So at one point, it was like a barracks with a house on the side, but then the house got renovated into other parts of into different things. So it's just been advancing through different stages of it. But uh, it must be, and it would build at different times. Yeah, so parts different of the building. parts of stuff. That, yeah, so it would be. A, about 100 years old again i think as a venue that's so neat yeah i wish we had places like that here <laughs> we just don't no no we're we just very new most of our old stuff gets torn down it does yeah so it, it's sad i think it's pretty cool that you guys get to go and investigate these really old buildings 100 years old and that's like that seems to be the new one <laughs> the 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 yeah. youngest building and then you get Something that's six, seven hundred years old, and it's like, wow, that's just amazing. Yeah, yeah, that is so neat. Yeah, so let's talk about some of the places you guys have gotten to investigate. So there's the Mill Street Barracks, and there's your guys' office. Where else have you guys gotten to go and and investigate? Salisbury Hall and Broxton. Yeah, so you want to, yeah, Salisbury Hall is a 700 year old building that's it's associated with witches, witchcraft. So I don't know whether you've heard of the Pendle Witches. Mm. It no. doesn't sound familiar, huh? It's like similar sort of the Salem Witches trials and mm-hmm. stuff like that, something that we had over here. And they were part of the, there were Salmsbury Witches that were associated at the exact same time as the Pendle Witches. So it's it's got that, it's got a love, like an old love. Romeo Juliet style tale to the building, which is facts and stuff like that. So there's like been trauma that's happened there. So mm. that's a fantastic place. Um, Hat Green. Hat Green. I don't know whether Olivia's had stuff happen at Hat Green, I think, haven't we? Yeah, um, at Hat Green's like a, a, nu- a nuclear bunker. 
that was built. It's Ooh. never actually been used, obviously, but uh, it's a museum now. So we've had quite Ooh. a few things going on there. Like there's a story associated with like a steep staircase. Um, the story goes that a woman fell off the stairs and died. Ooh. So um, people have said that they've heard like crying near those stairs. I think we experienced that once. Um, At one point um, when I was with Gemma's group and we were upstairs at the top floor and everybody else were accounted for in in a particular room on the bottom floor and we could say the whole entire group heard like all these moans and whimperings and cryings and it sounded really, really sad. Oh, my. Could you kind of feel that energy when you were hearing and experiencing those things? Did you feel like the heaviness and the sadness? Gemma, it would because she's a feeler. Yeah. So Gemma's more of a feeler. I'm more of a skeptic. Mm-hmm. So me personally, I don't feel anything, which is really, I find quite sad because everybody will feel stuff. <laughs> and like drawn to stuff and everything and me being me i think as i've said before when we've done chats that i'm the one who ends up going around locking up at the end because i don't feel drawn or attached to stuff that's scared me in any way so. right so it's easier yeah. for you to go so lock up for me, but i'd miss out on a lot of the feelings that quite a lot of people seem to get and especially now aubrey gets feelings as well so and yeah yeah we've definitely experienced some of those yeah those moments as well yeah so just as an example of other places we've got we've done one at eden camp which is um set up like a world war Two. it was a world war Two camp for prisoners of war okay and it's our museum now so we've done quite we've done an event there we've got another one there again this year where you go into the individual huts that they've got and that's interesting yeah. we've got a workhouse and a police museum which um, are a few hundred years well yeah they're a few hundred years old and <laughs> flabbergasting flabbergasting <laughs> And there's another one, um, um, Bakewell. Bakewell Museum, which is, again, three, four hundred years old. So it's, yeah, we do have a lot of places that are... Now, is that that Bakewell's, like, the the cakes, or...? It's that same area, yes. Oh, wow. So I just go for the cake. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So... Of all of those places that you guys have gotten to go, I know some of you have been to more and some of you have been to less. What is your favorite location that you guys have gotten to investigate and why? You going over? Uh, still need to kind of it. It's hundreds. It just feels like hundreds. All right, Olivia, how about you? I'm going to have to go with Chantness Hall because it's the one that I've been to the most and it's the one that I've had the most amazing things happen and like weird, if you know what I mean. Yeah. 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 And and do you feel like when you go in there and you get to investigate again, does it feel comfortable? You're kind of like, hey, this is my second home. Yeah, I do feel quite comfortable there. Yeah. Yeah. We get the same feeling. We've been to uh, this one prison four times uh, we went four years in a row to the same place and it felt very comfortable going in there mm-hmm. uh, each time. So, and we've been there more than that too. So it's also a daytime museum. And so I think, I think we've been there at least a dozen times. At least. Yeah. So, all right, Finlay, how about you? Uh, mine's got to be Salisbury Hall. Why is that? 
because of the amount of activity that we caught that night within the space of four hours that we were there. Okay. Yeah. I mean, active places definitely are some of the best to go back to. Oh, yeah. You always want to go back. Yeah. Yeah. So how many times have you been there? Uh, we've done one event there, and then we've just been twice. Visit it. We can go and visit it. It's like it's just somewhere where we've taken the kids before just for a visit up there, and people just wander around the building and the grounds. So it- <laughs> yeah, sometimes when you get those places that are they're very active, you just really want to go back. Is that the same way? Is that the same way? You want to go back there again? Yeah. Yeah. All right, Harrison, how about you? Um, mine's going to have to be Mill Street Barracks because um, the evidence that we got is the best I've got in every place I've been to combined, I would say. And it, ha- it we, we got it so quick. It was like as soon as we went into some rooms, you would feel it. The equipment would get set out and the equipment would go off straight away. That's my favorite because we got, we got the most evidence the quickest. Yeah, that is nice. What about Michael? Yeah, okay. Um, we got Michael and Aubrey left. Yes, Michael and Aubrey. I would have to be the same Mill Street Parks because it's just really my favourite and it was more loads of activity straight away. Like, when we went in, you did hear a tiny bit of stuff and there was loads of interaction, especially when... When, when we weren't mostly paranormal investigating. Walking there. Yeah. See, the, the funny thing about Mill Street is when partway through our event, we split into smaller groups. And the funny thing was, Aubrey and Harrison were part of Gemma's group. My group, we, we all said that we could have had a sleep in there because it was just dead calm with what was happening with us. So it was fascinating that they were having so much happen to them throughout the night where... Even, um, was it Jake, Jonathan, who was with you on? So Jonathan from Jonathan. Access Paranormal, who was with them, he's been obviously going in that building for over 10 years, 15 years, and he was gobsmacked by what was happening. So, yeah, I can understand why these guys were... <laughs> it's the actual guy who's in, been going been in there for the last 10, 15 years. He's gobsmacked by what's going on. Wow, that's amazing. Cause, yeah, it's funny how when when you change up groups, you change up the people in a group, you can get a lot of different activity from that. And yeah. and then the other group's like, we were bored. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Michael, how about you? I think as a venue, I've always got I've always got to say where our Enchantress Hall. Um, I think there's so much happened there, but I think the proudest moment came was when we had our birthday event. So we've been going twelve months, and um, again, I can't you know, can't thank the other. Access Paranormal, who have their own podcast so much, because we invited them up for our birthday event just to show them, because they were a bit, oh my God, children doing paranormal stuff. It's In their head at first, it was not right. It's not, you shouldn't be doing this and everything else. And that boundary, trying to break down that boundary with so many people. And they came up that night and they were like, would you mind if they did a podcast on their own with the young adults and the ambassadors mm-hmm. and they went off and did some filming with them and they were so like taken aback by how professional these guys come across that they were like saying that they've been they've done adult events in in at mill street where they are and they didn't come they was our adult these 
ambassadors were so much more professional and how respectful they were. They were just gobsmacked and how they dealt with, reacted to stuff, things that were happening, that they were treating stuff with respect, tried to debunk stuff, not just jumping to paranormal straight away, trying to work out what it could be. And it was just a really proud moment, I think, especially for me and Gemma to see that we've we've allowed we've been able to make this happen for them. And it is about them. It's not about us. We right. can go on paranormal investigations wherever, whenever and wherever we want, but these can't. And we can get us giving that to them has just been made us really proud, to be honest. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. I absolutely love it because you're changing the way. I mean, I know here in the States, a lot of times we're like, you know, for young adults and kids, we're like, you know, you have to be this this age and over to attend one of these investigations. Um, I love that you guys have taken this and you are changing that, you know, perspective on it. Yeah. And I wish that there would be something like here in the States that would do the same thing because I think, I think it's wonderful. I just, I think it's amazing. Yeah. I think it comes down to teaching people the proper way to investigate. Yes. And to do it in an, what, what would be considered a safe manner. Well, safe and respectable as, you yeah. know, all those. Yeah. Um, it's one of our big mottos is that you've got to be respect- respectful. Mm-hmm. Yes. They, you're, you're there in their space, mm-hmm. yeah. not them in your space. That's and that's right. how we, we always be respectful and positive. We don't, any, we, we don't like accept negativity or mm-hmm. anything like that. And to be honest, the most, the, we found that the positive way we go and these, interacting these ambassadors interacting especially we do get lots of things happen as you can tell yeah (laughs) so has there ever been a moment you know because i mean it's always this weird thing where we're walking around in the dark and we're sitting in in dark rooms and our mind and our imagination gets to run wild at times so has there ever been a moment that you were where you were actually scared of what was going on go on (laughs) um when access to paranormal you know like came to champion's hall to do that podcast and when we went to the spooky corridor um i was sat at the other end of the corridor on my own and i felt something touch my head like a little stroke and that was i don't normally feel scared but that was a bit you know a little alarming and yeah do you think it was because you were alone? Because you were just there by yourself? Um, maybe. I don't know. Okay. I Literally two seconds after that happened, a cat ball at the other end of the corridor lit up. Oh, wow. Oh, that's really so. neat. <laughs> <laughs> how, about, how about you, Harrison? Um, I don't... Um, uh, it was at Shatner's Hall again um, with Access Paranormal. Um, it was in the auditorium, though, and I was higher up on my own on like the other side of the auditorium for where everyone else was going and it was just me and a cat ball and um this um someone said something i couldn't quite hear them because i was so far away then the the cat ball lit up and then a few a um, few seconds after that i started hearing whistling behind me and i wasn't sure what it was i thought it was, maybe it was just a window or something so i just ignored it but it, it just kept on going in my head and i just started getting really scared and then it got to the point where i was like terrified and i don't really i don't usually get scared because there's been times where i've been sat on my own and stuff has been going off behind me and i've not been that scared by it but it was just there where i was just scared and i had to move to the other side where everyone else was and that's just 
creeped me out because I wasn't, I've never really get scared by that kind of stuff, but there it just did. Yeah. Yeah. I think whistling behind you could be scary (laughs) (laughs) for sure. Um, It's amazing though, too, because sometimes, you know, when you're in these, uh, when you've done this enough times or uh, several times and it's strange how sometimes you get scared when you've experienced it before. And it's like, why do we get scared in, in those instances? It's it's hard to explain. Yeah. All right, Aubrey, how about you? Mm-hmm. Yours, I would say, was on an event. Yours is in Champlis, walking past the corridor near the toilets near our office. Oh, yeah, that <laughs> So there's a corridor outside um, where our office, and it leads to the bathroom. And at dark. Mum and Finley were putting, like, the stuff away from our event. And Dad came down to the bathroom because me and Mum do not like going down the corridor by themselves. So I went to the bathroom. Dad stayed outside. I came back out and Dad said, you can go and walk. You can go and walk back by yourself. You're going to be all right. I'll stay here. And Mum will be straight in the office. So since there's a door so we can easily get out, um, and then there's another door there where you can get into our office. So I walked past there, past the door, and I saw this black figure standing at the door. And I came back back walking and I was like and I was like shaking and mum went, What's wrong with me? I went, I just saw a figure outside the door. <laughs> wow. so, so I made, so I made, Dean, I made you go and have a check. You have to switch on, yeah. So we had to switch off <laughs> on all the lights, and yeah, it took me quite a while to which will calm myself down because I was so terrified what was in the door. I don't blame you. Nope. <laughs> I think I'd be a little bit startled too, but it kind of makes you wonder too that. Uh, do you ever think that maybe it was a, a spirit that knew that you were hesitant about going there by yourself? And so it was just kind of like watching, um, offering you like support or comfort, but instead it had the opposite effect. It, I'm not so sure, but I could remember how it looked because it had a round body, but you can't properly see its neck. So it was round and I would just straight up to the shoulders and I let you on. Oh God. Cause I saw in the corner of my eye and I went to not look. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he was showing support. It's making scared. <laughs> Probably not in that case. Yeah. Dad, you just ignore it. Just well, no, yeah, yeah. And to back that up, and it, like just so it's not that exact same door, but one that's really close by for our office. Gemma's had a very similar experience. Oh, yeah. Of what she's seen is she's felt somebody looking through a similar door panel. Oh, wow. So, and that's literally like five meters. It's like two separate doors, but really close. Wow. But the only one another. So. But when Mum showed me the picture, it did look like the person I saw in the doorway because it didn't properly show its neck, like the one I saw in the doorway. So I'm like, maybe that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, don't want to stay in my own. That's why I'm too scared to go to the bathroom or get a cup of water. Lights, but <laughs> All right, Finley, how about you? Mine has probably got to be at Champness Hall when me and Michael did the sleepover there. It was about, I was in the spooky corridor by myself about two in the morning. (laughs) I know know you're going to start laughing at me, but I 
I I got activity without even asking for stuff. I did, I wasn't even properly set up and ready. And I was adamant that Michael was walking up the stairs saying, can you come back to the office? And I, yeah, it was just like dead weird. <laughs> so you, you were just, you were just starting, you were just getting set up. Yeah. Yeah. I think the spirit I didn't even was finish ready. Setting up. <laughs> yeah. The spirit was ready. You, <laughs> you weren't quite ready yet. <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> well, you know, and I wonder too, because, uh, because that's your guys' office and you guys are there a lot, I'm sure that the spirits start to feel familiar with you, with with all of you there. And they yeah. they probably know which ones of you they want to communicate with. And so they're like, hey, I'm ready to go. Let's let's start talking. And you're like, ah, I'm not ready yet. Generally, they do, like, they do like Gemma a lot more than me. So, yeah, she's... Yeah, I think most of them would rather be with Gemma at Champness when we go around because, yeah, they do tend to like to follow her around there. (laughs) Do you wonder if it's because you're more skeptical that they don't, they they shy away from you or? I don't know because I've, I've thought that sometimes, but I do have stuff happen. I know when we were, when me and Finley were in there on our own, we did have things that were happening with just us there. And I know me and Finley are both fairly sceptical with stuff. And yeah, if it's ha- it's happening then, then I do think there is cause to the fact that, yes, when people are more spiritual, they do get more things that happen. But sceptical, I do get still get stuff that I can't explain um so yeah it's 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 one of them where i think it's all about who you're with and how positive you come up come across as being most of the time yeah i would agree yeah spirits can really feel your energy when you're around and they they know who they want to talk to and who they don't want to talk to yeah so okay our last question of the night so to speak is kind of the one we ask all the time. What is one place uh, local, so one place in England that you want to investigate that you haven't yet, and one place in the world that you want to investigate? Uh, in England, I'd probably have to say um, Riffin Castle in Wales, and then in the world, I have to say Potter Street Station. Where's that at? Potter Street Station. Yeah. Michigan, I think. Oh, well, Saginaw. It's in Saginaw in Michigan. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Finley and Aubrey like Steve Shippey. Oh, yeah. Steve Shippey, yeah. Well, they like the way how he, he like, is very much, it's not a one night thing for him. Mm-hmm. It's like the way he Five does it. Nights. It's like, yeah, he does make it feel real for them as a paranormal investigation rather than you go and everything happens. <laughs> yeah. Right. I will say this. I little jealous of the castle situation because we have what are called castles here. And I use that term very loosely (laughs) because they're not really a castle. I mean, we just, they look like a castle, but like you guys have real castles. (laughs) Yeah. We have a lot of them. You do. (laughs) Tell him why Ripping Castle family and then you can. (laughs) <laughs> uh, it's because it's been transformed into a hotel. Oh, see, there you go. Nice. So you get to stay at the castle, mm. and you get to investigate at the castle. Yeah, that's like a that's like a twofer. That's that's perfect. Yeah. So we 
Yeah, so just a quick one. We rang up, we booked to stay in the hotel and I rang up Rosetta and I said, right, want to book to stay in a room, family room. How's it work? Told us and I went, right, what's your most spookiest room? Can we go in it? And we were like, yeah, okay, it's this room. You'll have seen it on, people have done investigations in there. Yeah, we'll book you in that room. So, yeah, they're very accepted of the fact that we are apparently staying in the most haunted room in the castle. Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) Oh, that's perfect. Where else would you want to stay in the most most haunted room? Just to have something happen. (laughs) So, although I will say this, because Jamie and I have spent the night in haunted rooms before, Mm -hmm. and we both had a similar experience where we had someone uh, come up to us in the middle of the night and blow on our face. Yeah. So uh, it, it felt like an air conditioner that was, it was that cold and it was right up on your, you know, right up on your nose. So, uh, you know, uh, just, you know, be aware. (laughs) All right. um, Let's go. uh, Harrison. Um, Locally which is, like, just down the road from me, is Horton Towers, which is another castle. Um, And then in the world, it would either be the Biltmore Hotel or the Stanley Hotel, but I don't know which one. Well, I can tell you which one we would stay at. (laughs) (laughs) Because we've we've done the Stanley, and it's it's an amazing experience. Yes, we we had a amazing time there so but i think the biltmore would be fun i think it would be too so why the castle though um because it's locally i've been there before but i've never done like an investigation i've never been fully inside it because i was never old enough and it's got loads of ghost stories with the place um i think it's 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 almost a thousand years old and um it's a allegedly really um haunted it's full of experiences that people have had day and night um and it's it's a really big place there's loads of places to explore and almost every room has like a story with it wow it's hard not to though the place is a thousand years old i mean that's oh my gosh that's back to uh see there'll be 19 no or shoot 20 or 1,022. I'm trying to go backwards in time here. <laughs> the amount of people, the number of people, can, if you can imagine, the number of people that have been in that building, that have lived, that have died, that have even just moved through the building, it's it's staggering to think that how many people could have been inside that building after, over, over a thousand years. Yeah. Wow. Lots of energy. Yeah. All right, Aubrey. Uh, mine would have to be to would be Shrewsbury Prison. Why? Um, because it's like a prison and it's like a really, really, really big one. And if they kept that hundreds of prisons and prisons and people in there, so it might be haunted. Oh, I'm sure. We're, I'm sure it probably is. It's not active today, right? So it's, it's not in use anymore? Yeah, it's a museum. And the one that I would do around the world will have to be Rockwood Street, which is another shippy thing. Another shippy thing. Where's that one located? Is that is that in Michigan too? I think it's Saginaw, Michigan. Okay, yeah, he's done a lot of things in Saginaw, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. Yeah, it's uh, it's the old smuggling thing trade, and it? it used to be. It's for the an old war, house. and then smuggling for the the alcohol. Oh, stuff. prohibition! Yeah, bootleggers. Yeah. yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. That'd be neat. All right, Olivia, how about you? Um, locally, some sort of castle. I don't know. <laughs> um, pick, pick one of the <laughs> 50 to 100. <laughs> oh, I I don't know. Um, I'm just going to say Skipton Castle. That's quite close to us. Um, and around the world, I'm going to say Alcatraz Prison. Oh, yes. <laughs> that would be good. Alcatraz would be amazing. Mm. I want to go there so bad. <laughs> I've seen it. I, I've seen the prison from the bay. Um, I was in San Francisco a couple months ago, and I got to see the the prison from the bay, but haven't gotten a chance to explore it yet. I would love to explore it at night. That would be amazing. Yeah, we've actually looked into doing that. We have. Mm-hmm. They don't. Uh, they're not cheap, unfortunately. No. <laughs> so if you want to record and do all the mo- the the video stuff there, they they charge ten thousand U.S. dollars. So. Uh, I don't know what that would be in 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 pounds sterling, but it, it'd be a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's still a lot of money. <laughs> what What do they charge though if you don't want to film? Like, I mean, just to go there and have the experience of going there at night, anytime. Well, yeah, oh. at night for like a private investigation minus the camera. I have no idea because they don't they don't advertise it. Oh, we could always find out. Yeah, <laughs> but if you want to go in the daytime, it's like twenty four dollars. So oh, it's cheap. No. No, and it's a it's a self guided. So like they just they take you on a ferry, they drop you off, and say good luck, and we'll pick you up when you're ready to come home. Yeah. So it's tied somewhere too for the <laughs> for the night. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you just hide. Yeah, they could do that, and then you're you stuck. Could, you could try. <laughs> <laughs> it is a state park, so it is it is classified as a state park, which. Um, I don't know if they patrol it at night. I'm sure they do because I'm sure they get people trying to sneak on to the island by mm-hmm. by the you know by the nighttime and stuff. But all right, Michael, what about you? So it has to be the Tower of London over here because it's something. It's obviously one of our. It's an old prison. It's the original like, where obviously there was a lot that happened there. There'd be a lot of history and everything. I think the fact that you can't do anything like that there probably makes you want to do it even more. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah. Especially considering everything, it's all it's all well over a thousand years old. Everything. That's, well, just that's, just the history, the the historical figures that have have been imprisoned there and and yeah. died there is just amazing. I know. So that would be one that would be yeah. As much as I'd love to do it, I wouldn't be allowed to. But yeah, there and then. Um, I think Alcatraz is definitely. Well, that's been used. Um, I think is it the. Uh, the penitent West Pennsylvania Penitentiary. Uh, Eastern State. East. It's one that's been on. It was one of them that was on Ghost Hunters, where I think yeah. it was. They got loads of stuff happening there. I think, but but it just looked like a, a building. I'd just love to go walk around. Just walk around for the night. I wouldn't have to be paranoid. I'd just love to just go and walk around the building at night, just to see what you can hear and stuff like that. To be honest. Is that- is that the um, lighthouse? No, the lighthouse. No, no. So, no it's like a bit. It's like a, it's like what was a, a hospital slash prison. Would it uh, have been? I uh, watched. I think that's what they were classed as, wasn't it? They were like hospitals, weren't they? Where prisoners would go. Is that right, Josh? Um, I'm trying to think. Western state. I don't. No, you say that that type of place. It would just be. So the hospital, old hospitals, aren't they? That they end up in most. Um, I'm not entirely sure. No, I'm thinking of psychiatric hospitals. 
Yeah, that's why. Yeah. That's oh. Why. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I can't think what it was called. I they were called. Remember. We call them asylums here. Yeah. Um, what is that one? That's uh, it's not Transalgany because that's West Virginia. Is it Penn State Penitentiary or something? Penhurst. Penhurst. That could be it. Well, yeah, just just the the old style penitentiaries that you've got over there. Just look, they look old. Obviously, they're not yeah. as old as the stuff you have here, but yeah, they're. they're just, they just left to ruin, I think, most of them because it take too much to knock them down. <laughs> it, it, they do. Uh, there's Eastern State too, which is, I think, I think that's the where the one they got the that was the dude run one. Well, didn't they also get like the uh, partial apparition running down one of the catwalks? Yeah, walk down the catwalk. It looks like then... he's wearing a cloak or something. It's where they also got the ball thrown back to them, I think, as well, wasn't it? And they threw a ball down and it rolled back towards them, didn't it? Oh, yeah. I, I think, think so. so. Yeah. 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 I think so. Down and it came back towards them somehow. <laughs> yeah. Was- e- yeah. Eastern State stopped allowing paranormal investigations. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. They uh, they want to be a wedding venue. <laughs> I don't understand that, but <laughs> I don't either. Yeah, well, sounds sounds pretty holy. I do both, so I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah most most venues over here do both. So. Well, that makes sense because, like, you could you could get married at the castle, and then for the wedding reception, you could do a, a paranormal investigation. It'd be like the twofer. It'd be it'd be yeah. it'd be absolutely a perfect evening. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Um, yeah, we want to say, you know, thank you guys for, for coming on and joining us, uh, tonight. Um, where can they find, where can they find you guys? Yeah. So we are, we're on the, you can look at our website at www.juniorparanormalevents.co.uk. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. I think Facebook is Junior Paranormal Events. Um, our Twitter is J. P-E underscore or paranormal, I think, if I remember rightly. I believe we it also, is. We also have um, I think we have an Instagram where we have our two little Ren Bears, which adventures of, with spirit and spooks, and they're starting to their own little adventures around different places. So that's kind of like a little fun take on it. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I think we need to plan a trip soon. I agree. I agree. Yeah. We'll, we'll fly we, out. We, yeah, anytime you're this way, let us know. And I think as Gemma said before, when she spoke to you on Twitter and stuff, we are happy to, to help anybody contribute in any way. Gemma writes for various, she does write for a magazine, like a little section that these ambassadors help with. So, yeah, we're trying to get as stretch as far and wide as we can to give as many young adults uh, an experience that you don't, seem to be offered by anybody so no no unfortunately not so yeah but maybe since they're paving the way maybe maybe more people will start incorporating yeah, this yeah. yeah i think yeah if if somebody's looking at starting something reach out to us and we'll let them know how we've managed to do something that obviously seems to be a bit of a faux pas in the industry, but we seem to try to change the normal with it to make it safe for them to be able to do it and not, as you said, you said earlier on following YouTube videos where mm-hmm. it's just random places. Right, yeah. exactly. No, absolutely. Perfect. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. We've been pricing plane tickets and... <laughs> 
<laughs> We've been working it out. We've been working it out, so it's it's definitely uh, on our list and definitely, yeah, yeah. We can give you lots of ideas where to go and yeah catch up with you over this way yeah absolutely all right everybody well thank you for joining us on this uh wonderful podcast episode thank you to our friends with junior paranormal events and all of the junior ambassadors uh olivia harrison finlay and aubrey thank you so much for joining us and as always stay ghosty my peeps Thank you for listening to the Paranormal Peeps Podcast. You can find us on social media at Twitter at CPR Paranormal, on Facebook at Paranormal Peeps Podcast, and Cold Spot Paranormal Research. And you can find us on Instagram at Cold Spot underscore Paranormal underscore Research.